Welcome to Only Murders in My Mind, a Random Thought production. Hi, I'm Carol Bissett, a crime writer, and I invite you with my co-presenters, Liz Hedgecock and Mike Jackson, each week to our conversations on all things murderous. Hello and welcome to episode three of Only Murders in My Mind. I'm here today with my co-presenters, Liz and Mike. Hi, both. Hi, Carol. Hello. Hello, Liz. And we know, uh, because we do know each other very well, that we all write in completely different ways, and that's something we're going to discuss in this episode. Um, How we write, where we write, when we write. It's something, again, people will go, do you have a a time, do you get up in the morning and start writing at nine o'clock? and write through till five and just have half an hour for your lunch, no. Um, (laughs) Do you write so many thousand words a day? No. Um, But we've we've all got different ways that we approach our writing. Um, So, again, I'll come to Liz first because she... It's always me. It is you, yes, it is you. It is you, but Liz has a, a very... Um, extraordinary way of writing which is I've never heard of it before well I think it's amazing so um, what how do you how do you write most of your books okay well um, since ooh, I think it will be 2019 I'm now an open-air writer so <laughs> is this I to do with the Covid or is it nothing to do it with was, that it was pre-Covid actually which was um, a terrible move on my part because then obviously when it was locked down you could only go out for like a certain amount of time a day I was a bit stuck really um so what i do is i go on walks and i take my phone and i dictate a chapter into my phone i have a post-it note with uh, my chapter notes on it and i do the same loop of where i live every single time probably shouldn't tell that to people because my people may jump out of the bushes at me and (laughs) if they really don't like my books they may try and prevent any future books being written um but yes that's what i do i go for a walk um around where i live same loop every time and i dictate the chapter and when i have finished everything that is on my post-it note i go home and i send the result to myself in an email and then i start editing it so that's how i do it and that works really well for you doesn't it works well for me unless it's windy that's a bit difficult you get the yeah so it just doesn't pick it up so you end up going and jade said (laughs) she did say she really did so yes, you can get a bit. That can be a bit frustrating. Yeah, but, yeah, it works for me. I find it helps me get into the flow. So because the thing is, I can't, you know, sit there and decide to surf the internet or look at, you know, cat cartoons or all the other things you can do when you're sat at your computer or, you know, tidy my desk, make another cup of tea. Mm, there is that. Yeah, yeah I, so. I, I remember seeing a writer's desk and it was just littered with cups, and she said she just keeps making more tea instead of writing. <laughs> She thinks about tea yes, yes, the time, yes, mind you. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, we've got through a few cups today, haven't we? Oh, am I tired? Oh, <laughs> but, yeah. It's it's it works for me, and I don't think the results any different because I changed. Um, I'd written, I'd co-written a series with my friend Paula, and then we kind of got back together to do another book, and she kind of will it be different? And I said, well, I don't know. I don't think so. And um, you know. Um, we we proceeded in our normal way. And actually, no, it doesn't feel any different at all. I don't know how that actually works. No, but, but it does. So, yeah. yeah, because when you're out there, as you say, apart from background noise, mm. um, you're or fully... saying hello to cats. That's <laughs> the thing that you know does interrupt. My it's when uh, the cats say hello back. Yeah, well, 
some some of the, some of their cats. <laughs> yes. You know, I know I know from experience some cats do actually speak. But again, it's in her book. Um, so, Mike, you, you like you're a coffee writer, coffee coffee house writer, coffee shop, coffee, coffee shop, shop writer. writer. Yeah. I, I do I do enjoy sitting in coffee shops and writing, and, and I find that the busier the coffee shop is, the better. It doesn't seem to uh, to affect my writing at all. I think partly because I love listening into conversations, mm. um, and it's surprising how sometimes that can be inspirational. Um, when I'm in a coffee shop, I don't always write as in terms of writing a short story um, but I will always take my notepad uh, notebook and I have a, a lovely fountain pen I love to write with a fountain pen um, but it I do a lot of really nice. yeah, I, I like to do a lot of free writing uh, if you've not heard about free writing it might be something we could talk about in a future episode well, give us an idea anyway. it's basically that um, to get the, the brain going you just write and mm. you literally write anything that comes into your head so if you say to yourself, right, I'm going to write for the next 15 minutes non-stop. And if you ever get to a pause, if you get to a point where you think, I don't know what to write, then you write down, I don't know what to write. I don't know what to write. I'm not sure what to write next. And you will find the brain will take over. And it's a way of delving into the subconscious because I often look at my free writing afterwards and think, wow, where did that idea come from? Now, some of these ideas may have nothing to do with writing at all, but it is a way of... of getting ideas that are buried deep inside your subconscious out onto paper. And I find going back over the weeks and looking at that free writing, it's surprising how I often think, oh, right, yes, that's an idea. Maybe I could use that for a story or maybe that might be uh, the basis of this novella that uh, allegedly I'm going to write at some stage in the future. <laughs> Do you have a particular time of day when you like to visit a coffee shop? Uh, no, because uh, I tend to do it if my dear wife um, is doing something else. You know? um, so there are certain days when she, I mean, she's a great one for helping out at, at charity shops and what have you. So I have certain days when I go and sit myself in a coffee shop. Uh, but I've also got my studio where I like to go and write. Uh, my wife calls it the shed. It's not a shed, it's a studio. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, that's very nice. I've got loads of books down there. I've got a nice comfy chair. I've got Wi-Fi. So I can sit in there and write. Oh, some um, of us just have a corner of the dining room. They do, yes. I, I have a, a studio. I keep emphasising the word studio, studio. Um, at the bottom of the garden. It is very nice. I've seen it. And yeah. it is, it's got everything a writer would want. Yeah. I'm just wondering where you... Where's the cat? whiskey? <laughs> it doesn't have a cat, fortunately. Oh, yeah, no. And it doesn't have any whiskey either, unfortunately. Um, but that's where I, I, I tend to to do my writing. And it tends to be longhand. I, I, I'm quite happy with computers. I'm quite happy to put something straight onto a computer. Mm -hmm. uh, but I do like the the flow of the, the, the pen on ink sort of thing. Yeah, and yeah. I know I know some writers do all the first draft in uh, longhand. longhand. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. exactly what I thought. Yeah. It's much easier for me because I tend to write short stuff. Yes. Um, mm. So that does make it easier. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I, I do, um, if I'm writing out notes, drafts or, you know, notes for a draft or kind of plot notes and stuff like that, I would always do that with pen and paper. But, yeah, otherwise I'm very much, it goes onto the computer. Yeah. Yeah, I go, I did try um, dictating straight into the computer. Oh, yeah. Uh, that just didn't work for me. Um, I've tried different things. I've, I've, I've tried doing what you did, Liz, just sort of doing it and going mm -hmm. for a walk. And yeah, I do get distracted too easily. Um, uh, I can't even listen to 
I could listen to, to um, music that didn't have words with it, but I end up typing the words I'm listening to. You know, a lazy Sunday afternoon, and then I'm, I'm typing lazy Sunday afternoon in the middle of somebody being stabbed in the throat. Um, so, that's one time. <laughs> so I literally sit down and uh, at my desk, uh, I have got a desk, it's under a lot of rubbish at the moment. Um, it's under a lot of creativity, Cameron. It is, it is creativity, yes. Um, and as a creativity, <laughs> I just sit down and, and I try when things are going well to do a thousand words a day and it is going well at the moment so um i do the the problem is that i like to listen because what i do is i uh, listen to the speaking part of the computer and it reads back oh, what yeah. i've just read right. and to me that's very useful because that's when i pick up uh, obvious mistakes mm -hmm. um and can correct them as i'm going along yeah, so that's a tip i've seen various places for kind of catching errors yes yeah, yeah. I, I i i pick up um uh, quite a lot of mistakes because when i'm typing i do lots of typos and, and as liz knows i i have got dyslexia so some words are completely the wrong word and I suspect uh, uh, they're, they're inappropriate as well sometimes. Uh, <laughs> Those are my favourite. Yeah. Um, so that's my process. And I do try and write in the morning because I find in the afternoon I start getting tired. Uh, it's because I'm old. And um, yeah, I can't concentrate as well in the afternoon. So uh, that's what I do. Um, we've talked about where we write. Mike sometimes goes to his... Um, Studio. Studio. And uh, we've got a, a, an office um, in our house, which I, I share with my son. Um, and very often I will be writing and he'll be playing computer games. And he puts his headphones on. I can just hear the odd, <laughs> die, you swine, <laughs> that sort of thing. And then he looks at me and he goes, sorry. <laughs> Fair uh, but apart from that, it, it works really well. I have tr I have done something. Enid Blyton used to take her little typewriter. And put it on a tray on her knee mm. and sit and, and t I, I, sometimes if um, I can't get comfortable in one of these seats, I will do that. But Roald Rod, Dahl had his own writing shed. He did. Yes. And he I did. think he had a plank of wood with uh, yeah. either, a, I don't know whether he wrote longhand. I, I believe, I think did. he wrote on yellow legal yes. pads. Yes. It was across so, a chair, wasn't it? A chair. plank. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I may be partly remembering um, the Wes Anderson adaptation of Henry Sugar that I've just seen. But yeah, I seem to recall that from reading mm. some of his autobiographical stuff. Yeah. Yes. I, I once tried, well, I have tried before this idea of writing so many uh, thousand words, so many thousand words a day. Uh, and I did it through NaNoWriMo. Oh, yeah. Um, yes. Which happens in November. Yeah. I've not done that which for a year. Which stands for? stands for National Novel Writing Month. And, and, and what is it exactly for people that don't know? Because I'd you, never heard of this till I met you two. Yeah. It's basically <laughs> you, um, it, it's across the whole world. People just yeah. sign up for it. It doesn't cost anything. And you commit to writing, is it 50,000? It is 50,000 words, 50, words in November. words in November. So you all suffer together. Yeah, and, and you can keep a uh, a record of, of what you're how many what, you know you have a you have a target for how many words to write, and you put in how many words you've written each day, and it it gives you graphs saying you know, whether you're ahead of target. Building up, and you get motivational emails yeah. from people. The, the trouble last time I I've done it a couple of times, not done it for a number of years, oh. and and it does motivate you to write uh, fifty thousand words. It also motivates you to write rather than write and edit. 
you know, you yeah, don't have time to edit. You just write on. the 50,000 mm. words. And the mm. idea is that when November is over, you then go back to it and do the editing. Um, but the last time I did it, which is about three or four years ago, they have lots of writing forums in there. You can, you can yes. sign in for any of these forums. And they can be addictive. You can spend more time in your forums <laughs> talking about talking writing about writing rather than writing. writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen it on Facebook. I've seen you know the the, the exactly what you just said the little the little um, graphs coming up and all that yeah. sort of thing. Um, I think it's really really good to help you get started. It and is. My first full length novel, House of Mirrors, was um, a NaNoWriMo production. Mm. I didn't get it all done in the month, but I think I got about sixty. Words, maybe six, I think, yeah, 60, 60 to 65,000 words. So, yes, it did push me to do it. And yeah. the little badges actually are very comforting and not yeah. doing something new and strange and big. But it doesn't have to be a novel either, even though it's called National Novel Writing. I mean, yeah, the last time I rebel. did it, I just did short stories. And there were lots of yeah. people on there who were writing short stories. You, just, yeah. you end up writing lots, lots of short, short stories. stories. Yes, mm. yeah. Um, so, if you are um sort of you've got these these methods of writing um do you feel if you don't achieve what you should in a day you do you get slightly uncomfortable because i do if i if i've if something stops me doing a thousand words because at the moment as i said i'm trying to get this this um fourth book of the warrington detective finished uh, i do feel a bit twitchy um like i've not done it today i should have done um, and then I'm I'm looking at you know sort of at the end when I've got to hand it over to Liz to do to do um, an edit on the first draft, um, and sometimes life just gets in the way, doesn't it? You know that that's the thing. Yeah. Do you do you feel are you organised enough to make sure you get your your uh, writing done <laughs> when you want to? No. <laughs> no, no, no for Liz. Sure. No, no for you. No for me. Yeah. Um, I think there are sometimes days when you just can't get to it. So, you know, um, I work in a school on Tuesdays and generally I don't have the energy to come home and dictate a whole chapter. So, you know, it doesn't happen and I accept that. But, you know, I'll try and do other stuff to free up time so that when there is an opportunity to get out there and do a chapter, I will do. Um, I don't think that you have to write every day. So there's that as well. Um, I mean, how about you, Michael? Well, I think, think? I think it depends on what you're writing. And again, mm. I, I go back to something I said, I think, in, in the first episode of this podcast, um, that being somebody flies by the seat of the pants, <laughs> compared to you two, I see myself as a lazy writer. Lazy in as much as I'm writing short stories. So I don't have any deadlines as such. I, I don't have mm. uh, another chapter to do because I want to get this book finished. Yeah. Now that you two have made me write this novella... <laughs> Um, it's yeah. going to put me under tremendous pressure and, and you know, I'm not sure how I'm going to cope. We actually do have a gun to his head. <laughs> yes. But but when you're writing short stories, you can literally sit down and, and if I'm writing, say, a 100-word story, I, I, can, I can finish off a 100-word story mm. in, in half an hour. That was the thing I liked about it when yes. I started writing because at that point I was working full-time. Yeah. So the ability to actually get something finished in a day yeah. is yeah. wonderful. It's good, isn't it? It is satisfying. It's I mean, I, I also have a, a writing blog. So I put my stories on my blog. What's your blog called? Um, don't know. I keep changing it. <laughs> you do? Yeah, you've changed it. Think, That's think, not actually, fair, is actually, it? Actually, it's just, I think it, the, the present name is Mike Jackson, uh, Storyteller. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I find, I don't put something up every day, but it's having an out. I've always been a great believer. I used to believe this in school, that we used to get children to write stories. 
And, and they never said, why are we doing this? Because most teachers wouldn't know why they were doing them. But I, I'm a great believer that if you're going to write something, you need to have an audience. Now, the three of us uh, belong to a writer's group, but I know there are certain people in the writer's group who would say, well, no, there's something cathartic about just writing. Uh, I'm not disagreeing with that. But the three of us, if we write something, we're looking to write it for somebody to read. You know, we, we're looking mm -hmm. for an audience. So that's one of the reasons why I put some of my short stories up on the blog in the vain hope that somebody might read them. Uh, and I do get some, not a lot, but I do get some response sometimes. From those. And you've, you've got a website, haven't you, for your books? Yes, I have. Yeah. Which is very well followed. I follow it. Oh, and, I you, and, you, and you put quite a lot of nice information on there about what you're doing and the cat. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Well, I have a newsletter as well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not as good at updating my website as I should be. So I have to say that now. But I do generally remember if I've got a new book out to put something about it on there. So, yes. yes. Maybe this podcast should have a blog. Mm. Something to think about. Well, there you go, Mike. You offering? No, I'm, just really, really, <laughs> I'm, too, I'm too busy writing this novella. I haven't got time to do blogs. This is true. I'll just take the gun away. Oh mm. yeah, well, yeah. I I really need a cat that likes me because I think every writer should have a cat sitting on their uh, desk looking at them. See so many pictures on Instagram. Only my cat hates me, so that's not going to happen. Um, Going on to word count, um, my my novels tend to be quite short. My uh, most of my books are around fifty thousand words, and when people go, "Oh, I've I've only done seventy five thousand words yet," and I'm going, "Oh, okay." <laughs> um, yeah, mine are, mine are very short and to the point. And I have to. I, that's why I solved the crime by Friday because. Um, it's uh, not a long book. Uh, Liz, yours are all, you've got different boots of different lengths, haven't you? I have. Um, probably most of my books are around 40 to 50, so short novel length. Um, I mean, the thing with your books is, I mean, you say they're short, but you do pack a lot of mm. plot into mm. them. It's not like, you know, you're being shortchanged at all. You will get a lot of murder and incident in one of Carol's novels. Um, but yeah, I have. I mean, I have some books that are novella length. So my Ghost Suspense series is novella length, and some of my Sherlock books are. Then I have quite a few at the forty to fifty thousand, so short novel length. And then I have one series, which is the Mrs. Hudson series, and those books are around eighty thousand. And I have to say, writing the last book in that series nearly killed me. So <laughs> just just for our audience, Liz, because oh. I get confused. Novella around about what, twenty thousand, thirty thousand? Uh yeah, I think I think that I think the cutoff for a novel is about forty thousand. Right. So So anything less than that. I think is. somewhere between seventeen and forty, well th three nine 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 to be exact. Mm. Uh, will be a novella, and then underneath the short, that, it's a novelette. Yeah, short stories, they, they reckon anything up to about 6,000 words can be a, a short story. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, and you can have long stories as well, can't you? There's all different categories, yeah. isn't there? Yeah. You know. So, so my, no, my novella, when I write it, oh. is going to be about um, 25,000, 30,000 words. You all heard that, folks. Oh. We're, <laughs> we're going to do a page count. Uh, but the, my thinking with that, and, and I've never written a novella before, so it'll be brand new to me, is I almost want to treat each chapter um, a bit like a short story. So I'm, I'm mm -hmm. aiming for twelve to fifteen hundred words mm. yeah. for each chapter. Yeah, yeah. So that's doable. It's yeah. doable. Yeah. That, well, yeah. to me, that becomes mm. something that's doable. How long are your chapters, Carol? Mine are very short, really. Mine are usually four or five. To be honest with you, my chapters come 
to an end usually because um, it's a natural break in that, mm-hmm. you know, book sort of thing in that in that story. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, um, I might have twenty three chapters, but they're they're very short. I think Dan Brown does really. Well, in some of his books, he does very short chapters. And I know that's controversial. Dan Brown isn't everybody's cup of tea. There's something that I've seen, and again, I want to play around with sometime, which is Novella in Flash, I think oh, it's called. yes. Which is basically a, lot, a novella that's made up of lots of um, flash fiction mm-hmm. style stories. So they can be very short, Yeah. You know, Although I have cover. a feeling that might be a lot more work than just writing oh, you think one of mm. um, and, and they have they're, they're, they're almost standalone standalone stories, but they are there is a sort of a theme or a connection running through them. Mm. Um, I've, I've, written, I've read a couple of these, and uh, they're, they're very good. They're very intriguing. Uh, so that's mm. something else that to me might be something I might look into because it's yeah. that link between a novella and the flash fiction writing which I enjoy. Which yeah. you could link up because. The people could all be staying in the same yes, home same or yes. yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it could be something like that. So you have lots of different viewpoints. Would you have lots of different? I think so. I, I, I think view. one of the, one of the ideas running through my mind was mm. um, murder is only bit, in your a, mind. It's a bit like Game of Thrones. I remember when I read. First but you will finish it, won't you? I will. Unlike Game of Thrones. <laughs> Unlike Game of Thrones. But with them, um, each chapter, from what I remember, that each chapter heading was somebody's name. Ah, yes. Yes. And yeah. that is what yes. things going through in my mind. If each chapter heading mm. is somebody's name, it gives you something quite specific to, to a, a point of view. Yes. A specific point of view to uh, yes. to write from. I did uh, do a solo book with dual point of view, and I have to say it was it was a right yeah. fav. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think the important thing here is, is this whole business about um, when you are writing, whether you're going for 1,000 words a day, 2,000 words a day, 500, Mm. It goes back to what I was saying about free writing. It's imp- I think it's imperative that you just write and don't do any editing at all. Uh, I remember many years ago, I was going to write a um, collaboration. I was going to write with another chap. And we had a great idea. Uh, he wrote the first chapter. Great. I was going to write the second chapter. He'd write the third and so on. A bit like Liz and Paula do. Mm. Mm. So he wrote the first chapter emailed it across to me uh it it prompted me to write the next chapter i get it back to him within 24 hours 36 hours hoping for it to come back again and what happened i got an email saying oh mike um i'm still not happy with chapter one that i wrote (laughs) and he was so fixated with not moving on until chapter one was perfect perfect, Mm. that we never got further than two chapters And, and we're never going to because it would have never been perfect for, for this particular chap. Um, and I think that's that's the problem with some writers, is they want to get it right first time. It doesn't work. So I'm talking to people out there now who um, would like to write, um, and everybody says they've got a book in them. Yeah. I think that's true. Uh, writing um, isn't as easy as we think when we start doing it. Um, we all b- belong to a writer's group. And again, we'll talk about that in another episode, which I found really helpful. Others maybe not as, as helpful. It depends what you want out of it, really, doesn't mm. it, Mike? Mm. Um, but yes, I mean, it, you know, the, uh, a book of 100,000 words begins with the first 
thing that you write that's chapter one or whatever you want to to, to put. Um, And I think a lot of people are scared of um, starting the book and not a lot of people are scared of finishing the book because then what do you do with it? You know, and again, this, this is something This is something we'll, we'll, we will be talking about. Um, I will say on the subjects of that, when I did my NaNoWriMo book, I finished it and I put it away and I didn't dare to look for eight months yep. because I was so scared that I'd spent all that time writing something that was terrible. That That's a piece of advice I've read uh, from other writers um, about leaving whatever you've written when you've completed it putting it in a drawer for a little bit yeah. and going back and reading it again with fresh eyes i think that's really a really good idea yes you do. Yeah. yeah unless of course you're on a deadline yeah. yeah yeah which sometimes happens when you've you know been a bit optimistic about your pre-order yeah the other thing is um i get a little bit um fed up when people tell me i'm not a real writer because I've not got um, an agent and that, you know, I've not got a publisher. Um, that sounds like a whole new podcast. It, it, is, a, it it's a whole new podcast. Yes, episodes, it is. It say, is. Yeah. It is. It's a, a whole new episode um, because we could go on and on and on yeah. about that. And we probably will. <laughs> I mean, going back to work out for a minute and crime writing. Yeah. I think there's something about when you're writing a book with crime and there's going to be an investigation and a denouement and all those things, it has to be a reasonable length because you have so much yes. to get in. Yes. I mean, you're going to have more than one suspect, presumably, and there's going to be an investigation. Of course, there are going to be wrong turns and red herrings and all those things. Yeah, so. it, it does. It has, to be, um, it has to be a certain length. And one of the things I enjoy about crime writing is... Um, looking at, uh, as I say, forensics. Um, in the one I'm writing at the moment, I was doing some research the other day to see if you could get DNA from a dog's teeth that's bitten a human. Wow. Uh, <coughs> apparently you can, <coughs> which yeah. goes well for my plot. <laughs> you know, because I wrote it and then I thought, well, I might have to edit this out because I wrote it thinking that somewhere in the past I'd seen this written down somewhere. Uh, and then wondering whether I dreamt it, you know. So uh, I'm pitying the person who had to do that, mind Yes. What the? A I know. Yes, a, do- a dog with big. T- you mean the police dogs? You know, the the um the, the if you don't stop, they're having a meal out of you, yeah. aren't they? Let's face it. Uh, I remember. I remember once um, I was uh, attending a hospital. Um, as as an employee and I saw uh, one of my neighbours from where I used to live years and years ago and he had his, his arm in plaster and I said what have you done he went oh it was a police dog bit me and I just thought right okay <laughs> glad he doesn't live next to me now <laughs> sounds like a good starting point for a story yes <laughs> police dog bit is that going to be your first could be a short story, yeah. Oh, could be the start of your novella. Which, what novella? Oh, that novella. Yes, yeah. that one. <laughs> I, know, I know Val McDermott knows uh, lots and lots of people, uh, like pathologists and police officers and, and socos and all this sort of thing. And she got some information off um, one lady and then put it in her next book. And the pathologist was uh, slightly put out because she hadn't written her paper on it at that oh, point. <laughs> they were just discussing it over, like us now, just discussing it over a drink. And uh, Val thought, that's a good that's idea. idea. You know? uh, so yes, um, you've got to be careful sometimes. Mm. So that's where we're at. Um, yeah, um, 
are we uh, going to, what we're going to discuss next time? Have we got any thoughts on that? I was thinking about publishing maybe, but we'll decide, won't we, before we, when we three meet again in thunder, lightning, or in rain, as it is now raining. Uh, so we'll we'll draw this uh, episode to a close. Give me time to go and start my novella. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, <laughs> give me time to go and lie down in a dark room. Uh, so thank you very much for listening today. Thank you, Liz. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Carol. And please be careful when you go out there in the dark. You have been listening to Only Murders in My Mind. A Random Thought Production Produced by John Bissett The music in Peril was composed and recorded by OM Studio Strings Music